Hi, this is Andrew, and this is Keynote, the daily now.tv chat show with some of the world's leading thinkers and writers. Hello, everybody. It is Sunday, March the 12th, 2023. It's late in the afternoon in California, 4 p.m. Rather unusual time to do a show, particularly a That Was The Week show, our uh, weekly summary with Keith Tier on developments in tech. Uh, last Thursday on March the 2nd, uh, Keith's That Was The Week newsletter uh, headlined with Venture apocalypse and then uh we did a show about it on the collapse of startup value the failure of government to rein in big tech and the relentless rise of ai but it wasn't the real apocalypse the real apocalypse seems to have happened this week on thursday keith that was the week newsletter talked about the canary in the coal mine which was then known as silicon valley bank i'm not quite sure what it is now, but uh, on Sunday, uh, March the 12th, Silicon Valley experienced a near apocalypse. Uh, the news is slightly more cheerful this afternoon, but uh, Keith, you need to be more careful, I think, with your headlines. Um, you may be overusing the A word apocalypse. Is, is that the word that we might use to describe what's happening uh, in the last few days at Silicon Valley Bank? Well, it, it's definitely a, uh, you know, you, you got to pick a word that describes the gravity of what happened. Um, I, it, it's kind of, um, you know, a nine point Richter scale earthquake would be another one. It, it, it's a major structural change in the way that Silicon Valley works because uh, SVB has been part of the, the ecosystem here for decades and, and has held together using a combination of loans and banking has held together with the venture capitalists and the startups pretty much the entire ecosystem. So th this is this is um, this is a major major change, and a lot of the big banks have always been somewhat jealous of uh, of SVB. They, they they initially didn't think SVB would be become important, and by the time they realized it was, it was too late for them to do anything. So more the Morgan Stanleys, the J.P. Morgans who you would, and the Goldman Sachs even, who you would expect would bank Silicon Valley uh, didn't because SVB did. Uh, of course, that's going to open up some opportunities as well. Right. Me. So um, I want to get to the up to the minute news in a minute, but your new startup, Signal Rack, <coughs> excuse me, had uh, some millions of dollars in Silicon Valley Bank. Why? Why do all the startups in Silicon Valley, why did they at least up until the last few days, bank at Silicon Valley Bank? It was basically a bank that understood startups. I mean, m most banks are not set up. If you've ever recently tried to go and open an account at Bank of America or Wells Fargo or Citibank, the oldie worldy bureaucracy um, that they they inhabit those banks doesn't inhabit SVB. You can call them up, you can get things done, you can open new accounts. They do all the KYC and the anti money laundering stuff that any other bank does, but they do it very efficiently, very fast. They have a they have a very good online site. They deal with wire transfers daily. They understand uh, venture debt, which is a big part of their business. 
So that it's just a bank that understands what a startup is. And, and for that reason, it's a lot easier to work with. Certainly it was a bank that understood that. Your <coughs> your description, your, your opening to your newsletter, which came out on Thursday, you write, oh boy, what a day. 9th of March, 2023 will never be forgotten at Silicon Valley Bank. Um, the aftermarket share price fell to $77.78, a 71 decline from the previous closing month. I might add, Keith, <coughs> oh boy, what a weekend. What's happened since then? Well, a, a lot. Let's just go through it. So the first thing that happened is when the market closed at that, uh, at that price, um, the share continued to slide all the way through to the next morning till it reached a low of, I think, $34 a share. And at that point, the bank was taken over by uh, the California uh, Regulatory Authority asked the FDIC to step in and take the bank over, which happened around 9 a.m. on Friday morning. Um, so 12 hours or so after I wrote that editorial. They, they, they then, um, the FDIC then stated that deposits up to $250,000 would be insured, but nothing else would. For most depositors, uh, that's a tiny percentage. Now, it, it, as all that was happening, everyone was busily trying to wire their funds out of Silicon Valley Bank. Some people were advising against that, saying it would create a run on the bank. But honestly, it was too late for that message. By, by Thursday afternoon, when the SVB CEO did a press conference and said everything's going to be fine unless everyone withdraws their funds, and footnote, everyone's withdrawing their funds, he kind of signaled to the whole world, you better get your money out if you can. Uh, we tried, by the way, and it was impossible to do a wire transfer on Thursday. Lots of people did manage to do them, and we eventually did one on Friday. But all of those wire transfers were held in a state called processing, which means they didn't actually go out. So the money was trapped there. And um, a whole debate ensued online on Saturday and Sunday between uh, people who thought that to protect the depositors would be equal to bailing out the bank uh, and others who understood that the depositors were victims here and the equity holders of the bank should not be bailed out, but depositors shouldn't suffer because of what essentially amounts to mismanagement of the balance sheet. So um, what responsibility, if any, do this, does the startup community and maybe the VCs have for this run on Silicon Valley Bank? As you suggest, by the middle of the week, by Wednesday or certainly Thursday, there was a panic and entrepreneurs like you were all trying to get your money out of the bank. I know that some VCs, like our friends at um, Albert Wenger's uh, uh, fund in, in New York City, they were all advising their companies to get their money out. Was there a hysteria that caused this run on Silicon Valley Bank? Because this is not a Bernie Madoff scheme. This is not FTX or, or, or Sam Bankman Freed. I mean, there was there were no there was no wrongdoing here. Yeah, there, yeah. So there's a sequence of events that started with um, a disclosure as as long ago as February the 21st that Silicon Valley Bank had lost money on long term bond um, positions. 
uh, and sold them early at a $1.8 billion loss. I don't know if you remember, Andrew, but we discussed it on the show at the time. It was, it was in the uh, newsletter. Um, now, nobody reacted to that in a strong way. The, the share price remained solid. It seemed as if all was well. And then what happened uh, last week is SVB did a, um, a new disclosure saying that they were raising $2.5 billion uh, to bolster their balance sheet uh, to kind of balance the loss. And their existing shareholders were very unhappy about that because it represented a, at that time about 15% dilution to them. Um, so that led to a lot of share sales and it was the run on the shares that led to the run on the deposits. They, they were, they were well, the share owners had good reason to sell because no one's going to bail them out. No one's going to bail them out. But they, so, so most shareholders began to sell. And then uh, there were mixed messages from the Valley. Some VCs said, we've got to support Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, don't trigger a run on the bank, um, uh, including a very mis mistimed and mishandled press conference by the CEO himself, uh, who was, by the way, personally selling shares and paying bonuses uh, on Thursday. Um, so, um, you know, all bets... Is that legal up. for the CEO of a banking crisis to sell his own shares? It's legal as long as he's in an open period where he's allowed to sell. Uh, it's a public company rule. Um, so there are open periods between earnings calls. I'm pretty sure he would have been in an open period. So this was a, a classic panic. Everyone caught yep. this panic and sold. I mean, that's basically and, what happened. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is Silicon Valley Bank was totally solvent. It had more assets than liabilities. The, the way that banks work is um, deposits are thought of as liabilities which is the opposite of the way normal people would think. Uh, they're, they're liabilities because it isn't the bank's money. It's the deposit. Right, but the, the problem with the bank then and now is that all these assets were tied up in long-term commitments. Well, it's both things. Firstly, they have to pay you interest on your deposits. And then secondly, they earn interest on their investments. And normally the net difference between those two interest rates is in favor of the bank, roughly around 5%. So they make money by having the buys, you know, two sides. Uh, they, a bit like Sam Bankman freed, except legally, they use customer money to invest. Right, and that's, and that's the nature, that's the business of banking. It's that not is the business of banking. And, and, so and so let's was, catch up, Keith. I mean, as uh, hopefully we, we have a live audience now, but the news, as of the last half an hour, is that regulators have unveiled a plan to assure that depositors like yourself will get their money after the collapse or maybe the acquisition. Uh, the Federal Reserve System, the Board of Governors have just put out a statement. What's happened in the last half an hour? Um, the combination of two days' work, uh, um, basically, reading between the lines, what this means is that Silicon Valley Bank is not being acquired by another bank. Uh, the FDIC and the government are going to underwrite the deposits, but they're not going to uh, charge taxpayers for that. They're going to use the assets of the bank 
um, which they'll take time to liquidate to support uh, the depositors. So basically, they're providing a stable market where you don't have to run to take your money out. Um, and, and uh, you know, the evidence that Silicon Valley Bank was not doing anything wrong is that there are sufficient assets that the taxpayer won't underwrite any of that. So there's no bailout, even of the depositors. The assets of the bank will be used on behalf of the depositors. And not just Silicon Valley Bank. A signature bank was closed down in New York today, which is a similar smaller version of Silicon Valley Bank. Um, and uh, First Republic Bank has gone on the record saying it's in good shape. It has not been closed down. But in spite of uh, you noting uh, on Twitter a uh, traffic jam of investors trying to get their money out of uh, First Republic in Brentwood, Los Angeles. I didn't even know banks were open at the weekend. So that was Saturday morning. Um, now, what, what, so what, what's happened now is that the fear will will go because this uh, statement from the government is not just for SVB; it's for any bank um, that uh, that uh, where there's a run on the bank. And what they're really doing is extending the insurance the FDIC gives the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar insurance. They're extending it to the full amount that you have deposited. They're basically providing insurance and underwriting that with the asset. Uh, yeah, and my sense is that, that this is the correct um, decision. I mean, it's as if lightning struck you at um, Signal Rank and so many other startups. You had no responsibility for this. You had no reason to imagine that, that you would lose your funds. So the, the current uh, balance sheet problem what you call a balance sheet problem at Silicon Valley Bank, you're suggesting that its assets will essentially pay the depositors and then the bank will just go away. Is that what will happen? Uh, temporarily, it will, it, it will be um, run by the FDIC. They created a new bank on Friday uh, that took control of Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, it will not be a branded bank. It will sit in the background, but it will be the legal entity um, and I'll be able to just go to the SVB website as normal, but it's no longer SVB. And why, why wouldn't a bigger bank um, come in and buy Silicon Valley Bank? I think to answer that, you'd have to know a lot more details than we know. Um, I, I think it's probably the nature of the assets are pretty long-term, and the nature of the deposits is unknown because on Friday, $42 billion was withdrawn. So um, that chart you just showed of the balance sheet, the right-hand side was depleted by $42 billion in one day in the non-insured part. Um, so a buyer doesn't really know what they're buying. I, I would say the, the 40,000 customers SVB has are a who's who of the startup ecosystem. And I would imagine that that's very attractive uh, to people like JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, if they had the time to properly understand everything. And maybe that's what this will give them. So there may still be a sale. I just, as I said in the introduction, just back from London, one of the things I did there was see the Lehman Trilogy, a, a wonderful play. Great play. I've seen it as well. About the history of the Lehman Brothers Bank, 
Um, is this just a classic story, narrative of, of capitalism, of, of, of money in capitalism, that this is an inevitability? There's nothing very digital about it, nothing very yeah. new economy about it. Well, you know, to really understand it, you have to get into what's happened with the economy and interest rates. Because basically, until interest rates started to rise a year or so ago, the delta between the interest rate uh, that Silicon Valley Bank paid and earned was totally stable and fine. But what happened is government interest rates for government notes is now around 5% if you buy the right ones. And Silicon Valley Bank were only earning one point something percent on their long-term investments that they made. So because government rates were 5%, they really should be, have been paying depositors a lot more than they were earning from their long-term uh, positions. And, but they couldn't because they were long-term positions. Plus, they, weren't, they were losing money by only earning one point something percent. So this interest rate ecosystem led them to make the $1.8 billion loss by selling early. But yeah, I, I understand. But I mean, these things happen in a market economy. Interest rates go up and down, and it's impossible to predict. I mean, they basically misunderstood the future. Yeah. They never imagined that inflation would drive interest rates up, which it has done. They didn't predict inflation. Um, but this is the nature of capitalism, isn't it? And particularly banking in capitalism. It, 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 it's the nature of capitalism. It's highly volatile. Although I, I will say you could forgive them for not predicting the last 12 months, um, but you can't really forgive them for not being prepared for anything. Their, 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 their commitments were too big. And then they made a whole series of blunders. Number one, they sold cheap without, and the message was they lost money, whereas the message should have been that they replaced a 1.5% interest rate with now a 4 point something percent interest rate and that the 1.8 billion will be made up due to that over some period of time. So they mismanaged, they, they, you know, they acted, they mismanaged the message. Then they raised money to dilute their existing shareholders and announced it as a kind of a shock. And then they did a press conference that said, don't, Put, take your money out, otherwise the bank's going to collapse, which led everyone to take their money out at a greater rate than they were already. So they, they made a whole bunch of blunders. Which... But these are straightforward blunders. You, you, you don't expect any criminal investigation of this no, on the part no, of the There's CEO. nothing criminal about it. He's not going to get another job, though, I assume. He hasn't exactly performed. Well, you know what? The funny thing is the head of compliance, I think, or the CFO, one of the senior execs was at Lehman when Lehman collapsed. So there's a... There's, yeah, if, if, if lightning strikes twice, then, then there has to be an explanation. What about the social media side of this? Uh, you, uh, you retweeted a Dave McClure tweet, Dave McClure being always unafraid to take strongly contrarian positions. What's McClure's take on the social media aspect and the hysteria on Twitter on this? Well, Dave McClure is, um, he gets irritated very easily. And after two, two or three or maybe four days of seeing everybody repeating the same old stuff, 
he probably couldn't watch this show because he'd probably think we're doing that as well. Um, well, something's happened in the last half an hour to change the narrative, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But he was basically getting angry with everyone, saying, unless you've got something original to say, shut up. And I, and he made the point that he's bored, as if the entire thing was uh, entertainment for his delight. And he was basically the audience calling... So what was the Twitter response? Hysteria? Was there a lot of finger-pointing? Some I've been away, so I haven't really been following the news as carefully as you... Yeah, I, I saw that there were some tweets and comments from prominent VCs and investors suggesting that the government had to step in. It's always easy to say that he's in crisis, and these are usually the people who are strongly libertarian and hostile to the government. Well, it was it was more nuanced than that, but it started on Friday with a with a lot of misunderstanding. So, uh, people who you might think of being from the left basically said tough luck um the government shouldn't do anything these are rich people who uh, deserve everything they get for having their money in silicon valley bank and kind of hatred of the startup ecosystem which is understandable because it can be a bit right and you you uh you you uh connected uh on twitter to a, a uh, a piece suggesting that the working class were bailing out Silicon Valley bankers. Yeah. So that's the classic position on the left. So that that was all over Twitter. And um, the initial reaction was a fight, a verbal fight, but it, it morphed into the distinction between depositors and uh, management of stakeholders, equity holders. And by, by today, nobody was calling for a bailout, there hadn't been anyway, and nobody misunderstood that anymore today. And when uh, when Janet Yellen went on this morning at around 9 a.m. on TV and distinguished strongly between depositors and management and shareholders, I think everything dissipated and it opened up the space to support depositors without bailing out equity holders. So the feds are the grown-ups, Keith. You and I have often talked about that. I know you're certainly more of a libertarian than me. Did this underline the importance of, of regulation, of the feds and of the grown-ups in, in, in our crazy economy? Well, it you know, I don't think this is a regulation issue because Silicon Valley Bank was within regulatory framework. It didn't, didn't do anything outside of that. Well, policymakers, the Federal Reserve. Yeah, but the, but the FDIC is super experienced at these kind of failures and seems to have done a great job with the government of quickly responding and putting in place a mechanism that probably will calm everyone down. Is the this, Keith? I mean, and this is perhaps the nature of the Twitter economy or the Twitter culture is every crisis is treated as an apocalypse. Is this ultimately a bit of a storm in a teacup? I think the answer to that is yes and no. Uh, yes, as in we won't be talking about it two weeks from now, but no in that it will fundamentally change the way Silicon Valley works. The, 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 there needs to be a replacement for SVB and the role it played and 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 it's not clear who that replacement will be, and I would imagine a lot of people will want to play that role. So expect uh, expect change, probably slow change, 
and um, Silicon Valley will be weaker for a while until that change is fully completed. Who's had a worse week, Keith? You wear these two caps simultaneously. Silicon Valley or Manchester United Football Club, having lost 7-0 to their greatest rival, Liverpool? Well, you know, that's a great analogy because a week ago, uh, Manchester United were the equivalent of Silicon Valley Bank. They collapsed. Then on Thursday, they beat a European rival called Real Betty 4-1. Uh, which probably means they're going to progress in that uh, uh, the Europa League. And then today, despite having uh, only 10 men on the field for most of the game, they managed to not lose against Southampton, whilst Liverpool yesterday lost 1-0 to the bottom club. So uh, what a difference a week makes. Liverpool look like fools. Yeah, well, that's the... Uh, you and I dif disagree, I think, on who first said this, but I think it's Harold Wilson who said... A week is a long time in politics. It's certainly a long time in uh, Silicon Valley history. Um, is anything else happened this week? I mean, your newsletter came out on Thursday. Lots of stuff on uh, generative AI. Surprise, surprise. Any other headlines this week that we should uh, think about, Keith, in addition um, to Silicon Valley Bank? Yeah, these will probably emerge over the next couple of weeks. But the, the big one is that uh, GPT-4 is about to be released and apparently is what's called multimodal. That means that it will be able to do movies, pictures, sound, and words. Um, and, and So we won't need to do this show anymore. We can just put it out on GPT and the, the algorithm will create you and I and our conversation. It would be interesting to see if we could do that. Uh, I think the second uh, big news of the week is that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is apparently putting the metaverse on the back burner, whilst Apple, uh, led by Tim Cook's insistence, apparently is going to launch a mixed reality headset at its worldwide developer conference in June um, and start selling it, even though some of his design people don't think it's ready yet. Uh, so that that's going to be an interesting uh, place to look. Do you think that Zuckerberg is doing this because somebody's putting pressure on him? Or has he decided that he actually made a mistake in renaming the company Meta and, and betting the company on the Metaverse? I think he's probably learned that you have to manage your shareholders. Uh, his stock price has, I think, almost doubled since he adjusted his stance. I doubt he's really changed very much in reality, but the messaging has changed to be all about uh, productivity, uh, AI, uh, and containing costs. So I think I think. Uh, so he's become a bit of a sheep after leading the pack. Now he's just following up this orthodoxy of laying people off, um, and of being more conservative it doesn't seem very zuck like exactly but it, it is uh, and, and then i also saw i'm not sure if it was in maybe it came out a bit late but i met a developing a um a twitter competitor an open twitter competitor they describe it as a text only environment um and and i don't know what it is but i don't have a lot of faith that it will be very interesting so Let's wait. This, this week, given the hysteria around um, around Silicon Valley Bank, um, did that 
reify the value of Twitter, given all the various crises of Twitter over the last few months? Elon Musk has been quite quiet on this front. Finally, yeah. he's out of the headlines. Yeah, he, he was asked yesterday if he'd be interested in buying SVB, and he said he would uh, on Twitter. So, uh, so he hasn't been totally quiet. But no, I think everyone's been glued to Twitter. That's the only place to get real-time... Everyone being, everyone in Silicon Valley. Well, anyone who cares about what's happening with, with SVB uh, worldwide. You know, the UK SVB was closed down by the British government. Yeah, well. I know you also, you have, a, you cited uh, Mike Butcher, our friend of TechCrunch UK, um, how this will Im impact on the UK. There's a lot of, uh, I just came back from the UK, lots of headlines about the impact on the UK startup uh, ecosystem will the fed's decision uh to bail out depositors will that be applied internationally or just to us depositors uh it'll be applied to the us legal entity known as silicon valley bank which the uk is not part of wow so so startup people in in the uk who have invest, who have put their money as depositors into silicon valley bank uk haven't been bailed out yet, but presumably the British government will do the same thing. I would imagine they'll they'll do something. I don't know what, but they'll do something. And we'll find out pretty soon because the market's open in the UK well before ours do. Well, I um, thought, Keith, you could at least make Silicon Valley Bank startup of your week, but you chose not to. And uh, your startup of the week was a little company that most people probably haven't heard of, Amazon. What are they up to? And why were they your startup of the week? Well, they're then they're not the startup of the week for all of their all everything they do. They're the startup of the week for their advertising business, which is now forty billion dollars annual, and um, they're creeping up on Google. Uh, they're still way behind Google, of course, and Facebook, right? And, and Facebook and Microsoft. Um, but, so it's four four companies. Because I remember I interviewed Martin Sorrell, one of the smartest people in global advertising, who always predicted that. Google and Facebook would be joined by Amazon in this tr three-way domination of global advertising. You're saying Microsoft's also has an important piece of this? Yeah, Microsoft mainly through their Edge browser and their um, uh, their big search engine, which has started to grow again because of chat GPT integration. Um, they're a smaller player, but they're, they are, they're one of the top ones. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's um, people don't understand how much of an advertising business Amazon is. And if you look at any product on Amazon.com and look at how the results show up and look and ask the question, who's paying what to be on that page? There's a lot of revenue on every page. Amazon, though, hasn't really come through on the AI front. I mean, they invest a huge amount of money in Alexa um, in terms of generative ai they're certainly in third place if 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 there is even a third place in the the looming battle between microsoft and gp and generative ai yeah well they're i mean alexa and siri are not generative ai they're they're basically but they could operate on generative ai couldn't they couldn't they be redone um you know they're, they'd have to be scrapped and start over because they're architecturally they're they're, they're both very different, by the way. I've worked with both of them uh, from a developer point of view. Amazon's a highly structured 
kind of hierarchy uh, that's completely planned. Um, so you have to put every step of the hierarchy in. There's no, there's no AI in there at all. Siri is basically uh, uh, indexes of databases that get looked up depending on what you ask for. But again, it's a database lookup with a natural language front end, where, uh, whereas the large language models are, again, a completely different architecture again. So I, th I think that, um, that everyone's going to have to have everything ultimately. I mean, yeah, everything. Well, the, we're, we're on the brink of the Oscars, that movie. Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, that's going to become the the mantra of everything, uh, even uh, outside uh, outside uh, Hollywood. Finally, Keith, our favorite feature of the week, my favorite feature of the week, tweet of the week. But three days is a long time when it you comes know, to tweets of the week because your tweet of the week from somebody called at, at McCannatron about Silicon Valley Bank no longer exists. So what was the tweet? He, he deleted it, and um, uh, uh, and what it was was uh, uh, I've completely forgotten what his thread was, but it was. Oh, at the time. You can't even remember your tweet of the week. It's only three days ago. This is it like a Milan Kundera novel. What I did it on Thursday, and I have no idea. It, it just said uh, Silicon Valley Bank is the only thing you can see when you when you scroll down. In, 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 in my newsletter, it says SBB currently. Oh, oh, I know what it was. It was a photograph inside uh, um, the Palo Alto branch of on Thursday of people who couldn't do wire transfers lining up outside the bank. That's what it was. And why did he delete it? He or she, I don't even know. It. Who is at McCannatron? Chris McCann. Um, Chris McCann. I don't know who he is. He, 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 it's not anyone I've ever seen before. But if I do a search for Chris McCann, Chris McCann. Well, that okay. was the... Uh... He is the partner at Race Capital and a seed investor in a bunch of crypto things. Right. Well, that was, the, uh, that was the shortest tweet of the week of in our history, because that only lasted probably a day and then it got eliminated. I hope next week, Keith, uh, your tweet of the week will last more than two days. Uh, and I also hope next week you'll come up with, um, I hope it will be a less dramatic week and we won't have any references to apocalypse. Can you guarantee that? I know you can't see into the future. Uh, you know, I think things happen in threes. If we If we assume that uh, the interest rate regime and the correction in the public markets is one, that Silicon Valley Bank is two, there's going to be a three. I don't know what it's going to be, but there's going to be something that's a, a three. And then... The third, uh, the, shirt, the third shoe is going to drop, you're suggesting? Yeah. And then everything will be... After that, everything's going to be wonderful. And then what are you going to do with all the money that you lost and then now have it back? You're going to take your staff out for a nice steak dinner? I am not. I'm uh, preserving my capital as, and spending it as slowly as possible to guarantee success for SignalRank. That's why everyone should invest in SignalRank because Keith has been around the block many times before. He's the Lehman Brothers of contemporary Palo Alto, and he will be back next week with That Was The Week. Keith, have a great week. It's a short week because we'll be back on Friday. We'll talk then. Hopefully no more talk of apocalypse. Hopefully not. Thanks, Andrew.